So we don't know how to react to it, but I think we have to pull the good out of this though, right? Like if we just focus on the negative, we have to pull the good out of this in certain areas. So I've been trying to do that in my business as much as possible. So have there been clients that need to scale back financially? Yes, I've had clients that had to cut their contracts by 50%. What's up everybody? Welcome to The Start Down. I'm your host, Mike Vicara, and you're probably asking yourself, what is The Start Down? Well, we all know the startup is a great idea or a business that maybe you're just getting going. But I want to talk about what happens when you get to work. And that's what the start down is all about. We're going to bring great guests here for you on the show. People who have had massive success, people who are trying to build businesses. And I'm even going to share with you some of my own experiences. And I always say, this is a little bit like a buffet. Take what you need and leave the rest. So without further ado, let's head to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Erica Del Sordo. I'm here with Mike Vicara, Chief Operating Officer of Brand Ethos. I went to high school with him as well. By the way, he's also a, how many things do you do, Mike? You're a classroom teacher, technology specialist, director of curriculum, the vice president of business development, and you have your own podcast. Mike, how's it going? You're a busy guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You know, jack of all trades, master of none, I guess, would be the best, uh, <laughs> best overview, probably. Oh, I guess so. But no, you, you dead master of none. You definitely master all of them. You do very well at what you do. And of Thank course, you. you've been my boss on certain voiceover projects. So yes, we, yes. We work, we work together and uh, you've got, tell me about Brand Ethos though. Let's talk yeah, about it. And it really, and first off, thanks for having me on. It's such a great segue into, you know, even the voiceover work we've done together, right? I've had such a privilege to work in a variety of industries from education to we've done stuff in oil and gas, manufacturing, you know, you name it. And I think you provided some great voiceover work with all those. And what Brandy those does is I've been consulting for a while. And as you know, you mentioned, I used to be a teacher. And then after that, got involved in the whole startup world and have worked, you know, consulting for various startups, working in various startups. But I tend to stay on the outside and help small to medium sized businesses grow and scale. And what Brand Ethos does and, and the unique thing about the partnership I have with Alicia, who's the, the CEO and founder of the company, is she focuses on marketing. And, and we're just an amazing from corporate America. She does really based marketing. And so many of the businesses we work with, we come in, they're either doing like one of three things good. They're really good at marketing or they're really good at sales, or they're really good at serving their customers, but they're never good at all three. And what we found is when we're able to come in and help them fire whatever one they're doing good, keep doing that. And then we come in and fill the gap on the other two and sort of help lift them up. And that's what really allows the businesses to grow or go to the next level. You mentioned the podcast too. I have the podcast called The Start Down because you know I love their ideas. The Start Down is what happens when you actually get to work. So I interview a lot of entrepreneurs and have a lot of people that are on the podcast and even some of my own experiences I share on my solo episodes that speak about that, right? How to go into your business, look at those three different areas of sales, marketing, and implementation of product, and how do you better serve your customers and let your business grow? So in, a, in kind of a nutshell, that, that's what I do in so many different well, Where industries. can people find <laughs> your podcast? Yeah. So no, great question. The startdown.com is the easiest way to find the podcast and mikefakera.com is the easiest way to find out a little bit about me. And I think it's something, you know, we, we talk about the podcast. I think it's something every business should have. And we also help a lot of our businesses start podcasts so that they can also reach a larger audience as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I don't know if we can discuss this because this is kind of, this all ties in the voiceover work I'm doing for the classroom. 
top score. Top score writing. Yep. yep. Top score writing. That kind of, we started that how many years ago and it's kind of perfect for what we're going through right now with everyone staying home. Everything is pretty much online at this point for so many parents and kids um, doing distance learning because of what we're going through. Yeah. And you know, I, I think it's funny because I've been involved and one of the reasons why I left the classroom was, you know, in early 2010 when iPads were coming out and things like that, I saw the opportunity that was there, right? Because I said, we, and we all said technology is going to revolutionize the classroom. And I remember there being this fear like, but is technology going to replace the teacher? And this was everybody's big fear was that like, like you said, top score writing, we created these great online interactive lessons. You did the voiceover work. You're actually the teacher. Um, so you're, you're currently teaching probably, you know, thousands upon thousands of kids across the country. Um, <laughs> but but the, <laughs> like the, the whole concept behind that is though the teacher is still so important. And I think one of the things that we're seeing right now with so many people learning from home is, is the importance of the teacher, you know, and mm -hmm. the impact that they're having. I know uh, even my kids are kidding around and saying, you know, because I'm on calls all the time and I always tell them I can't do that. I'm on a call. I'm on a call. They're like, well, dad, I have a call today at 1030 with my teacher. You know, the role of the teacher is there. But the online learning and companies that were prepared for this and that had great online interactive content were able to have students step into that very quickly. But I know even with that, there was a big adaptation that had happened. But, you know, it's amazing to see what some of the schools and districts have done, not just in Florida, but throughout the country that we work with. And in some cases, they've been able to utilize the lessons that we did create. But then we also created a whole second site called TSW Remote that is a password free. We're giving away the lessons. And Lisa, the owner of the company, and some of our other trainers are recording live lessons that they're putting out about three a week that people could go to and get that interaction with the teacher. So you have both those options, which has been really a great opportunity for so many students. It really has. And I like that a lot. Now, I forgot to mention that you have like a family of seven, right? You've how many kids do you have now? Um, it's funny because I put them on on uh, <laughs> on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, and Facebook and LinkedIn today that I was having another one, but I have four. It was an April Fool's joke, <laughs> but uh, yeah, four kids. So yeah, I have. And what's really neat is I have uh, two older ones. So I have 12 and nine. So my middle schooler, sixth grade, he's rocking and rolling, and and he's in a one-to-one -one iPad school. So for him not much has changed, right? It's just like, he's not at the school. Right, and that's that's what I was just gonna ask you too. How is this, I know you have older ones, so how yeah. has it affected Yeah, so the older ones have been so much more like, kind of like giddy up and go. My fourth grader, a little bit less, they had a little bit less of the technology. Like he, he came home with the 50 pound backpack walking like this when <laughs> everyone says they were gonna be at home. So he's doing some hybrid stuff between online. And then I have a three-year-old, he's gonna be four, and a two-year-old. Now my three-year-old is in pre-K and he's getting on and he has lessons he's doing at home but with all of them the unique thing has been to see kind of the different times at which they learn right like my nine-year-old wakes up at six in the morning starts his work and he's done by like nine ten o'clock because he wants his day to be his own whereas my middle schooler tends to take his time a little bit he likes to work a little bit more at night so they've been able to adapt and learn in different times they, they've done which i think that's such a neat opportunity about this i think parents are like freaking out like well i have to work all day like how do i have my kids learn okay well if you got to work all day let your kid play video games and go outside and maybe then at three o'clock it's better to have them start doing school you can adapt in the different ways and i think that's what we're going to see come out of this is seeing how kids learn in so many different ways and giving them that opportunity yeah that's what's really very cool not very cool obviously about what we're going through but everyone's getting very creative and seeing that they're thinking outside of the box a lot of people would not have thought the way they are if we weren't going through what we're going through. So that's really been the good part of, of all of this. How has this really been affecting you personally with what you do with Mags Group? You know, it's, it, it's funny. It's, 
I think the the biggest difference is like I, I don't get to interact with clients face to face as much. I mean, I'm I live in this world, right? Like, so for me to be on a Zoom call or for me to do things remotely, I have clients throughout the country. It's not a big deal. I think the impact has been in, is in how do we react to the situation, right? Like what I would have told my clients to do last week versus this week is different, right? Or even two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was just on a call with client with a client that was supposed to have a book that was going to come out in April and we're going to have the book launch here in Florida. And we had all these things planned. And it's like, well, do we do a virtual book launch? Do we say anything? Do we not say anything? Do we do things? I think the biggest thing that for me, you know, personally, the impact has been on business and, and, I think is, I don't know yet, right? Like, I think it's still a little too soon to tell. We know it's going to impact it. Fortunately, it's given me the opportunity to work a little bit closer with some clients and help some bit. I've had some businesses that didn't want to work with us in the past that are like, oh, wow, we realize we need messaging. We realize we need help with social media because that's the only way, you know, that's the only way we have to communicate with our clients where like if you were a, a business where people were coming to your office and doing that, they were like, no, we don't need that. We don't need marketing. Now people are coming to us and saying that they need it, which is great. But I think it's too soon to tell for a lot of people. And I think people are reacting and being proactive, which is good. And you mentioned something, like you said, you didn't want to say that it's cool that this is going on right now, right? Because it's, it's not, it's, it's a pandemic. People are dying in serious. So we don't know how to react to it, but I think we have to pull the good out of this though, right? Like if we just focus on the negative, we have to pull the good out of this in certain areas. So I've been trying to do that in my business as much as possible. So have there been clients that need to scale back financially? Yes. I've had clients that had to cut their contracts by 50%, you know, and I've been like, Hey, whatever. And I'm, what I'm trying to say is whatever you guys need to do, I'm willing to do because I want to be with you in the long run. I think it's so important for so many businesses to understand that, you know, we're all in this preservation mode, but I think if we all support each other and we look at it that way and, you know, if we got to take haircuts financially or if we got to do different things, if we're willing to do that for the businesses we work with, we can end up being successful in the long run. That's very true. I like that you mentioned that because that is very true. Instead of burning bridges and everything, you keep everyone together. And in the long run, you still have your clients. I like that a lot. So on top of having baby number five on the way, what are some other things coming up for you? <laughs> that was an April Fool's joke. So anyone catching this video, there is no baby number five. I just want to be clear on that. Well, I didn't even know that was, gosh, today is April Fool's. Yeah. You know, April 1st, I've been dealing with this all day, dealing with different things. And I thank you for reminding me. It's, a, it's yes, April yes, Fool's. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. My kids didn't, I mean, they've been looking forward to this, all, you know, so I've, I've been pranked at least three or four times today, but I'm sorry. I didn't let you finish your question though. So I apologize. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I just wanted to know what other new projects you have coming up because I know you always have something new and exciting. So I know that something, something's working up there. You've always, you've always got the, you can see the, the smoke, gears are right? spinning. Always. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really, it's funny. Cause I haven't talked about it. So I guess I'll talk about it here. I do have a book that I'm working on that I started working on before this. Actually, one of my clients is a ghostwriter and, and he's also writing my book as well. So, it, and he's written books for several of my clients. Even the client I was talking about the book coming out, Eli Gonzalez, The Godfather of Ghostwriting. He is currently writing my book. So that's kind of the project I'm working on right now is my book talking about, I like talking about entrepreneurship and kind of, it's meant to demystify entrepreneurship from the standpoint of, I want to talk about the truths, right? Because I think and it's funny because we're going through this. It's so timely. So many people in entrepreneurship, like it sounds cool, right? Zuckerberg, all these guys, Bezos. Right. Like to me, like I think there's unsung entrepreneurs, right? Like you're a great example of an entrepreneur, right? Like you do voiceover work, you have your own business, but we don't look at like the, the smaller aspects of different things of, of what an entrepreneur really is. And it's funny because most of the business and, and even top scorer is a great example, right? Like Lisa, she never would have classified herself as an entrepreneur, especially when she first met me. She's like, I'm just trying to figure it all out. 
but these are the people that are really winning compared to the people that like say they're an entrepreneur on Facebook and like, you know, I'm hustling and throw out all these cliche sayings. So I really want the book to speak to the truth of like what entrepreneurship is, you know, how to, yes, there's sacrifice. Yes. You have to grind it out. You know, you know, let's look past the keywords and the cliche sayings and look at what this really is. Can you have work-life balance? Can you do these different things? You know, how do you know when, when you shouldn't, shouldn't sacrifice? So the book focuses all that. And I wrote it on the aspect of which you met my father, my father's cliche sayings is what a lot of it's built on. So the book is probably going to be called like socks on a rooster, which will reveal itself when the book comes out. And then it's based on all the things my father would, you know, one of the things about my father, he would always have these cliche sayings. And I would, you know, as a kid, I would always think he made them up. And even my whole life, I thought he made them up. It wasn't until I started teaching and said them to my students that they're like, oh, I've heard that before. I'm like, really? My dad made that up. And they're like, no, no, he didn't. I was like, even as a 20 year old, I still had this like picture of my father as being this great guiding light. So that's kind of the, the big project I have going on in the background. And then just, like I said, helping my clients get through this ever changing time right now, you know? Yeah. So when do you think the book is coming out again? Uh, I'm going to say it's probably you're looking at like end of summer. So ready for that whole Christmas season moving in there. So I'll probably be wrapped on writing it by the end of summer. And then we're hoping to do some editing and clean up stuff like that. So probably right around Christmas time. Nice. And probably so many books and stuff coming out from people. Yeah. At home yeah. Not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's a great, like I said, it's a great time for people to do that stuff. Right. Cause you know, eventually you're going to binge watch everything that Netflix has to offer. Seriously. Um, Right. And, and, and I think too, especially for people on the front lines of this, you know, I really hope, and I'm sure they are the doctors, the nurses, the paramedics, there's going to be such a story to tell that we're not seeing yet. And I'm really mm -hmm. excited to see those come out, not from the standpoint of, you know, like you said, people are dying. I, and when I say excitement, it's the same thing, right? We're looking at this, but like to learn from this, because this may not be the only time we go through this, you know, and, and I think the lessons to be yeah. learned for humanity are great out of this. So I'm really looking forward to that. So. This is quite something. This really is quite something. You know, you were mentioning all the people in the forefront, not just medical personnel, but let me tell you, the other day we went over to a few grocery stores and these yeah. people are putting themselves on the line. A couple of them had to go home sick, but they're still there so that we can shop around and still buy toilet paper and paper towels and whatever else you need. And they're still there, which yeah. is so nice. Yeah. And, you know, obviously in Florida, we have hurricanes. I know in the Northeast, they have snowstorms. You know, I think we're all used to a little bit of preparation mode. That part wasn't hard. What's hard for, for me, I think, personally in dealing with this is like, I'm used to like preparing and then like, you almost want to see like, billaging smoke in, in the skyline or something like I there's nothing to, like it's gorgeous outside like there's nothing disastrous <laughs> happening right and it's so hard because it's like and like you said you know those those, those workers the dangers are so invisible mm -hmm. like you don't know if you're working in the supermarket is that person walking through the door the danger that could get you sick we can't see this thing right that there's nothing visual with it like we look outside and if you didn't have a tv or phone you would think man what a beautiful day you know, so it's, that's the scariest thing for me, I think personally, and going through this is not, I keep, I, I feel like it's like that roller coaster just keeps ticking up. It hasn't dropped yet. And, and I'm like, I'm the higher and higher it gets, the scarier and scarier I'm getting, you know? Seriously. I was having that whole discussion with my cousin in one of my first videos. And that the whole thing is when we have hurricanes, they're finite, you know, it's going to end something huge is coming and, and then it's gone in a few days. And the problem with this is we don't know if this is going to last through next year. We don't know if it's going to end in a week. We don't know if it's going to keep going for 10 years. Yeah. Um, that's the scariest part. 
you know, not only on the personal side of everything, but of course on the professional side, businesses are freaking out and rightfully so. And that's where all the creativity is coming from. What can I do? How can I do this? That's where I got the idea to do these videos. Everyone needs to find out what's happening with small businesses and what are teachers doing? What are uh, different businesses doing? That's where I got that. Everyone's getting creative with this. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing too, for teachers is, and I will say that you know, uh, we're working with schools and districts throughout the country. You know, I have my own kids are going through this with the school that they attend. And I think it's important to remember too, that the teachers themselves, right? We talk about teachers being unsung heroes all the time, but really you think about it this time, there's teachers that are at home trying to teach everyone else's kids and they're at home with their own kids. I mean, this is a whole level of complexity. And I think a lot of teachers aren't getting enough credit for what they're doing. I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, we went online and this didn't work and I can't find this. And, you know, a lot of parents are frustrated, but I think it's also a time to sing the praise. You know, if there's ever a time to sing a praise for teachers as well, I think they're not getting enough credit for, because they're trying to keep their house in order and then also keep your students, you know, from a distance. That's tough, man. That's really, really difficult. So, you know, shout out. And, and like you said, you know, to educate kudos. And, and if anyone listening is, be patient with teachers, man, because they are doing above and beyond, you know, they, they went above and beyond before. I mean, they're just in a whole nother stratosphere right now with the things they're doing. So they really are, but you know, and not just teachers, of course, teachers as well, but with everyone, patience with everyone, because everyone's yeah. going through their own personal hell. They really are. Um, you don't know what's happening yeah. behind the scenes. You have people who lost their jobs and then you have people who still have to go to work and put themselves in front of this coronavirus, not knowing whether or not they're going to get it. It's really something else what we're going through. I was uh, talking to a doctor the other day. He was saying, People shouldn't take it personally. If you're losing your jobs, people mm-hmm. aren't, you're not getting fired because you did something wrong. If a company can't pay you, they can't pay you. I think a lot of people just need to keep the patience and this will all work out. It will in the end. Do yeah. you have any, anything else you want to add though, regarding this? <laughs> regarding yeah, I, I think what you said is a great segue because a lot of people are losing their jobs. And I think you're such a prime example of this, right? You're, you are such a talented person and, and you've obviously worked, you know, for news stations, you've worked for companies and, you know, you're really springing out on your own and started your own business even before this, right? Like, like that wasn't, you know, but you went out into your own voiceover business a while ago. And I think a lot of people are scared to do that, right? I mean, so many people are like, well, I just, you know, the comfort of my job and my job's there for me. And a lot of us are seeing that, no, your job's not always there for you, right? Like some people have gotten cut as soon as times got tough. But this may be the opportunity for some of you out there who are so talented, have so, you know, I've always wanted to say, can I go out and do this on my own? Now's the time to start doing it because A, you have the time and B, the opportunity in the market is there. And sometimes, you know, we, and listen, I've been fired from a job. It's the most stressful, depressing thing. They say it's worse than, than, than the death of a family member in some ways. The psychologists say the stress level, and I'm not a psychologist, but I read this on the internet, so it must be true. The stress level of losing a job or being fired from a job is the equivalent to that of losing a family member to death. And I think for a lot of us, we're going through that. Not only are you going through that, you don't have any of the outlets you normally would, the basketball field, the, the bar, local bar to go to, but now may be the time for you to be an entrepreneur and start a business. So please don't be scared to do it. I mean, you're a great example of someone that's gone out and done it. And there's so many you know people out there. Now may be the time for you to start your own business and go chase your dreams. So, so go for it. You know? Very true. Very, very. And I, I really thank you for that. Thank you very much. But that's very true. I never would have started something like this. I just went for it. This yeah. isn't something I, I wanted to do. I did traffic for 14 years. I was behind the scenes. You only heard my voice and I was very comfortable there. Not comfortable here. (laughs) You're doing a great job though. You're killing (laughs) it. 
you're crushing it. <laughs> but thank you very much. Thank you. And um, but that's what we're gonna see come out of this, and that's very true. That was great advice. Just go for it because that's what I did. Yeah. And that's what everyone should do. Yeah, and you got nothing. What do you got to lose at this point, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Really, and it's been it's been a blessing in disguise. It's been a pleasure. It's let me tell you, so many I've had so much positive response from this. So people are very nice, uh, you know, as well. Very, very accepting. And this has been a wonderful experience. Yeah. And I think if you are in business, tell your story. Now is the time for you to tell your story of why you started your business. You know, like I said, people are going to get tired of Netflix. Now's the time for you to, to get back to that inspiration, especially, you know, a lot of companies have been in business for a while and they've had to shut down. No one's ever heard their why you know, your local pizza shop, your whatever it is, you know, tell your why, your, your lawyer, you know, why'd you become a lawyer? You know, why'd you become a doctor? Why'd you do that? Now's the time to get on social media like this and tell your story. It's a great opportunity to do that if you already are in your own business and, and not doing that. So. I like that. I really like that, Mike. Thank you very much. No, you no, thank you. People know where to where to find you and everything. Where they can yeah, find yeah, just platforms? very easy. Mike Fakara on all social media at Mike Fakara on all social media platforms: Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and then MikeFakara.com. That's M I K E F I C A R A to learn more about me. And uh, like I said, definitely reach out, connect. I love connect. You know, and, and obviously got to get you on my podcast soon as well, so that we can uh, I can ask you questions. I'm used to asking all the questions. This is very unnatural for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love to do that. That would be fun. That'd be great. This is unnatural. Yeah. You're a pro. You're definitely a, definitely a pro because uh, you can, um, you've said it all, honestly, and you've given great advice. So thank you very much. Can't thank you enough. You can see this on my YouTube channel. Um, when I go ahead and post our video, I'll have it up on all my social media sites. I have ericadelsordo.com where you can find all my social media sites. And I really thank you again, Mike, very much. Anyone else who wants to do this, you can email me at ericadelsordo1 at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day. Thank you again, Mike. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Start Down. I'm your host, Mike Ficarra, and you're probably asking yourself, what is The Start Down? Well, we all know the startup is a great idea or a business that maybe you're just getting going, but I want to talk about what happens when you get to work, and that's what The Start Down is all about. We're going to bring great guests here for you on the show, people who have had massive success, people who are trying to build businesses, and I'm even going to share with you some of my own experiences. And I always say, this is a little bit like a buffet. Take what you need and leave the rest. So without further ado, let's head to the show.